Blog Talk Radio.
Brad Rising and Better Love. You are listening to the Truth to Power show, and I'm Beverly. And we have a special guest with us tonight, this evening. Uh, we have Dr. Henderson and his assistant, Sally Bowling. And uh, it's a great pleasure here to have them with us this evening. Uh, greetings. Thanks for joining us this evening, Sis Shelley. Greetings, Sister Beverly, and thank you for the opportunity to come on your program. Well, we appreciate the work that you and the doctor is doing. Can you kind of uh, inform the audience what it, what is you know you and the doctor is doing and what it's about for those that don't know? I would be more than happy to. Um, <clears throat> Dr. Henderson is Dr. Hindu I.L. Henderson. He is the ad hoc chief justice of the Universal World Court. And he has, over the course of close to 40 years now, put together what has commonly been called the Global Reset Now, this is not to be confused with what the New World Order has attempted to put together, the Great Reset. There's truly only one reset taking place on this planet, and that is the one of the Global Reset. And these are the righteous from all 198 nations that have joined together to restore mankind what has been stolen from them over the last 30-plus, well, actually the last 1,000 years. Dr. Henderson went to put this together back in really the late 70s. He started, and in 1984, he went to the Webster Parish Courthouse in Webster Parish, Louisiana, to pull the mineral rights that had been stolen off of 200,000 acres of his family's land over the course of 100 years. And when he completed his work pulling all of those documents and valued everything at current uh, modern times prices, it came to $875 billion. Now, there are several corporations that got their start off of theft of Henderson family assets, just to name a few. They are Standard Oil, American Oil, Exxon Oil, British Petroleum, Texaco, Mobil. In fact, what has become common knowledge uh, as being the Oil reserves for the U.S., that is Henderson Property Reserves. Um, I just got notice, Sister Beverly, that doctor is um, Mm -hmm. just coming on. He told me to go ahead and continue, and then he'll take the questions. Okay. But anyway, what he did was he put those he um, pulled all of those documents together. They came to $875 billion. 
Now, all corporations fall under the control of the Vatican, and that's any corporation, including any 501c3 of any um, religious entity, regardless of faith. And so um, because those oil companies fell under the control of the Vatican because they were corporations, that is who he sued, along with the false crown of England, and we called them the false crown of England because the last true royal on the throne was King Henry VII, Dr. Henderson's ancestor. In fact, Henderson simply means son of Henry. And so since 1688, since William of Orange stole the crown from the true family, the true royal family has not had control of that throne. So Dr. also sued the British monarchy. And, of course, you see now she has passed, and there's a lot of chaos regarding Charles. Charles will not be able to take that throne, and that throne will not be reestablished as there will be no more monarchies on this planet. And then the third oh, entity. The, the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The third entity that was included in that lawsuit was the U.S. corporation. The U.S. has not been a government. In fact, it never truly was because they never truly had a treaty. What they had was a military might greater than the five original Atoxinous Indian nations that were here on this land prior to the Europeans coming. And because they had um, – Stronger firepower, they basically overcame and murdered Indians that were here, and these were the black Indians, not the red Indians. The red Indians came later, and so the U.S. has not been a government. Um, it became a corporation in 1871. So all three, all three entities basically are tied together. You have the religious house, the financial house. And the military industrial arm or the enforcement arm of those two. And so those were the ones that he sued. Now, in 1999, the king of Sudan, who had become friends with Dr. Henderson, said he would take the case to the court of the Hague, Netherlands. And in a ruling of 14 to 1, the ruling came down in doctor's favor that they had to pay him, those three entities. And in the suit, he said that they could not file bankruptcy to get out of paying him. Well, it had to go uncontested five years, which it did, and in 2005, the final judgment came down in doctor's favor. And that became known as the master sequester. Now, this master sequester sequestered all of the assets that were stolen from God's children by that criminal Babylonian system. And in um, the nations, all 198 nations, had charges of human rights abuses, genocide, and war crimes against those three entities. And so they all signed on as a class action lawsuit um, along with Dr. Henderson. At that point in time, the governments of this planet came on Dr. Henderson's shoulders. 
He was seated as the ad hoc chief justice of the Universal World Court on June 28th of 2010. Now, many of you may remember um, shortly after Barack Obama came into office that he bailed out the banks and the auto industry. Well, it was Doctor's portfolio that he stole to do it, which is why as of March 1st of 2013, the master sequester was submitted to the U.S. government budget, and it became law under House Joint Resolution 85 of the 113th Congress under Section 101B2. It made it the budgetary authority for the U.S. government. At that point in time, Doctor became the signatory for the U.S. government budget. Now, the sequester has been in place all that time. You don't hear the media or the politicians calling it the sequester, generally speaking, but you will hear them commonly call it the debt ceiling. So in essence, Dr. Henderson is the debt ceiling. Now, he and our global, global fiduciary – they put together four trusts overseeing the global reset for this planet. The principal is the Melchizedek. Under that is the Sovereign Civil People's Rights Trust, which is known as the World Trust, which Dr. Henderson is trustee of. Then there are two trusts underneath that one. The Rota Trust, which is the amnesty trust for any of the global criminals that want to bring back what they've stolen from mankind. They can do that through the Rota Trust. And then there's the Restoration and Redemption Trust, known as the Bathsheba and Esther Trust, of which Dr. and I are co-trustees of. And that is the Redemption Trust for mankind to restore back to them what was stolen from their ancestors' hands over the course of the last 1,000 years. And to become a member or to become a beneficiary of that trust, we use what is called indexing. Indexing is simply identifying you. We use three pieces of information to identify you, uh, a birth certificate, photo ID, which can be a driver's license or passport, and the last four digits only of your social security number. That removes you as collateral for the debt and um, that your birth certificate made you collateral for their debt, for the fiat monetary system, the old Rockefeller Rothschild system. They use the birth certificate to make you collateral for their debt, so we use a copy of it to remove you. So what this does for you is it removes you, gives you sovereign principle status which is recognized globally as an indexed individual. You have diplomatic status internationally. It puts you on a do not detain list from Interpol, which is the international police, down to your local police department and makes you beneficiary of the Bathsheba and Esther, the store value credit of the previous thousand years. So that's basically it in a nutshell how everything was put together, and how we're moving forward in the global reset. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. And the call-in number here is 323-642-1586. Go ahead. 
But I would be interested to know, you know, with everything that's going on today, uh, how is the doctor, you know, where he stands, the people stand with all of this that's going on here uh, today. They're claiming that there is a government. It's not a government. It's a corporation. And the people is kind of confused because it's like we're hearing different things coming at us from different directions. Yes, ma'am, and and I absolutely understand that. Yes, this is a time of total confusion, and being able to separate the truth from the lie has been um, our whole focus is bringing people the truth. And, of course, true documentation cuts out all false conversation. The documents that I told you about, the master sequester, mm-hmm. you can actually find online as well. Um, it's not the original one. It's an amendment to it, but you can also go to um, congress.gov and, and look up the actual text of okay. HJR 85. Now, you you need to make sure that you put in for the 113th Congress because they give numbers throughout um, – they give numbers throughout their um, time frame mm-hmm. as well. So you could see multiple HJR85s is what I'm saying. So it's important to have a right. 113. Okay. Um, okay. Hold on just a moment, please. Okay. I just got word that doctor is on the call. All right. So I'd like to yield the call to him, him. Sister Beverly, to answer any questions that you may have. You are so welcome. All right. Thank you so much. Dr. Henderson, thank you for joining us, and it's an honor to have you here with us today. Rise and shine. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Outstanding. Thank you. Uh, a bit of a would-be delay. Uh, we know that during this time of the time, well, I actually, uh, I'm doing uh, what is known to the world as I'm doing a spiritual fasting. Uh, but however, I am on the call at this particular moment. I did arrive a little bit early on the call, and I've heard some of the conversation uh, between you and uh, my would-be administrator at this moment in time. So I'm going to yield for any questions. I know that there's a lot of questions in, in, in your area based upon the fact that, believe it or not, there is no one on the planet right now that does not know what's going on. They are not those that are uh, unfamiliar with it. It's based on the fact that the, the would-be line of bringing information out right now has been somewhere caught up in, in your government. And I know I am saying your government, uh, whereby they have been classifying some things as misinformation. Other, they have been classifying it as fake news. Uh, but this is not something that's new to, to the United States government. They are well aware of what's going on. Uh, not only are they, but 198 nations are well aware. Based upon the fact, if I might quickly say this to you, 
that right now the world is going through the reset. Uh, uh, I would say uh, their great fallen would be one they call the London Bridge. Uh, Elizabeth uh, Batten is what I know her by. I don't call her this queen, whatever, but I call her Elizabeth Batten. That is her last real name, uh, uh, Batten Windsor, okay? And she was well aware of the reset as well. That's why she was telling everybody that the great reset was, uh, I guess she called it a, an act of evil. Uh, and possibly she might want to call it evil uh, in reference to her own would-be action, but it, it was by all means of, of truth, it was an act of God. Uh, you know, when looking into the Holy Scriptures, it tells us that those people that are classified to be leaders now, they would hold that position for a thousand years. But after that thousand years would have come, they would find themselves then being uh, what they classify themselves now as being second-class citizens. In other words, they do not have the ability, neither will they ever be able to retain uh, 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 the ability to be able to claim to be. Uh, uh, that was uh, something that we did uh, that I didn't hear my uh, ministry bring to you. And what we did was we went to the Vatican first, based upon the fact the Vatican is the true monarch for the whole entire monarch system. And the Vatican had what was known as a mandate, which came about through uh, our Whitby great movement of the United States of America based upon all the melanated people. It was called the Civil Rights Movement. The Civil Rights Movement were those in whom individuals had received something that was known as mandate. But that mandate was greater than anyone in the civil rights movement uh, was able to obtain at that moment in time. And that was that the, uh, the mandate was based upon the melanated world being able to receive back its inheritance. And, it, and that inheritance was classified as something that we all know that has ever had any dealings with uh, our would-be so-called Southern uh, background heritage, and that was something that was called the covenant of salt. And the covenant of salt, it belongs to the melanated people. Uh, the covenant of salt, when it's forced, find itself during the Vatican, which they classified as being St. Peter's uh, Trust. Well, the St. Peter's Trust was known as a trust that was to, if we might say, take care of the whole world. Uh, based upon uh, a statement that was made from the Vatican that was claimed to be those who were leaders for the victor of Jesus to Christ. And it was, Peter, do you love me? And that question would have been asked a, a couple of times to Peter. And on the third time, he would have said, uh, he understood it, yes, I love you. And then he would have got an answer from the entity that they called Jesus to Christ, the vicar, would have said, feed my sheep. And that meant he was to take care of the whole world. At that time, believe it or not, the monarch of the overall system was by the name of King Henry I. And King Henry I, known as the Tordor, you can look him up. It's, it's all over the, the, the Internet, the website. But it was called King Henry uh, the Tordor. Uh, I would tell you now that there is a photograph of him on there, on the on those would-be particular websites. 
that photograph when placed beside my grandfather, you will see that there's not a resemblance, but there's an identical one uh, based upon in who they are. And they did during that time. I did do a DNA, RNA test, and it came back that I was 100%, 99 99.9%, we give or take 1%, uh, that I was either him or I was his relative. And so then thereby I made a few trips to Canterbury. uh, And upon that, we obtained uh, my true would-be literature of being the royal family. And that's when it all started. Uh, From that moment in time, I was able to bring it all back uh, to the state of Texas which is known once upon a time as the Republic of Texas. And the first governor of the Republic of Texas in 1846, his name was James Pickney Henderson. And just so happened that James Pickney Henderson was one of my great grandfathers as well, based upon King Henry again. And I did hear her bring that out to you, where she told you that uh, Henderson is just a meaning. It's a statement. That's why when we pronounce it, everybody keeps saying Henderson or Henderson, like a like it's a run-on word. But it's they're actually using it in a run-on sentence, based upon uh, a French terminology of hinder son, which means hinder the son or Henry the son. So it really means the son of Henry. That's what Henderson means. And this is how our literature has has moved uh, through the time frame where everyone now is asking me, well, how did you figure all that out? Well, my heritage and my family, we were not those that were lost to something known as a censor. We were not lost to a a matter where we didn't know our history or where we came from. Uh, But we were those who we kept very good records. It was like a secret recipe in the family that was being passed down. Uh, every would-be grandma that passed away, she would have passed it down to the next grandma, and it would have stayed in the family. And this is how our heritage stayed in our family, where me being uh, one of the sons of Henry uh, never got lost for me. So I took all of that to the World Court, the International Court, and I was able to not only clarify but verify that I was who I say I was saying I was. And after that, I reached out to the rest of the nations uh, only to get their approval and their agreement that they were also uh, those that were seeking uh, those people that were myself, that they were looking for the real royal family. And after doing so, uh, I then reached out uh, to a number of the other would-be families that were claiming to be royal family, and I put them on notice, and they began to uh, stand down. Uh, by the time it got back, uh, I was getting calls from uh, the family, the Rockchilds, uh, in order that they wanted to return back some of the possessions that they had taken, uh, and the Rockchilds, the Romanovs which is another one of those families that's tied to that bloodline that comes out of Russia. That's the Romanovs. And the, the Rothschilds were coming out of Britain. And then we had the Romanovs, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Roosevelts, all of them, believe it or not, under that, that symbol of the aura, 
uh, the letter or uh, they were all part of the same family bloodline. They began to start calling themselves the 13th bloodline or whatever. Sounds good. But even if they went back to Jesus Christ, the vicar, he did not have a 13th bloodline. There, if you read the book that they call Matthews, you will realize that they put his genealogy in there. And it talks about all the way back to Jesus Christ's 14th generation. So they were talking about generations, not bloodlines. Even though these, gener- these bloodlines would not have changed or neither would they have been interchangeable. They didn't cross lines uh, because they would have been a pure bloodline. So that kind of throws out the fact that uh, all of those things that they were talking about were impossible. Uh, I'm going to um, uh, uh, get to a point here where then I'm going to lead back into where um, my administrator was getting you to. So the the lawsuit that I actually took was based upon the melanated people like yourself. Uh, We had already uh, submitted. If I would say that were several times that human rights violations were submitted to the universal or the international courts at the time, and they had not heard it. Uh, those of them, they had not yet reviewed it. Neither were they really truly interested in it. Um, one of the people that took it to the international courts, uh, one of the uh, would-be human rights violations, was a man by Marcus Garvey. And Marcus Garvey had taken that lawsuit to the international court. He and a man um, that was really connected to him uh, based upon Marcus Garvey and people like uh, uh, one they called the Noble Drew Ali. And they had not got any answer. They had not got a response. And so the second person that went before the international court to do the exact same thing was better known to the world as Malcolm X. I call him El Shabazz. And he, too, had gotten uh, uh, a complaint based upon human rights violations into the international court, which had been reviewed. They did review it. And, however, uh, we do believe that had he been able to complete what he had gone there to do, that there would have been some actions taken. But due to the fact that America at that time, they filed bankruptcy. Thereby filing bankruptcy, they uh, they would get out of any would be uh, a moment of having to uh, come forward and and uh, and comply to what was being uh, set up as a, as a law uh, for them to have to comply to. So they filed bankruptcy and they were able to um, void out uh, his would be complaint or his suit. Uh, so when I came along. I did the same thing. Dr. Hindu I.L. Henderson, I'd taken the exact same uh, steps, the same measures. This time I was bringing the true royal family back uh, to the court. So they had to hear me on that alone because all of the, she's talking about the nation of Sudan. And she told you about the king there in Sudan. Well, uh, we're not from Africa. We never have been from Africa. A lot of the people are under this mythical uh, uh, thought that all of the melanated black people that are in America are from Africa, and that's not true. Africa is known as the motherland. We all agree to that, and there's no offense. Those brothers in Africa 
which I tied myself to about 12 of their would-be so-called kingdoms or tribes or, or trolls. And, and we came to a, a point of realizing that I was the oldest would have been tribe, even though we would have been classified to be some African-American. We're not African-Americans. We are known as Israelites. That's why New York recently, uh, about a few years ago, they became real hostile to uh, Hebrew Israelites. Uh, and it's based upon the fact that a lot of the people out there are claiming to be Hebrew Israelites that are not. They are African, would be, um, uh, uh, if we might call them that, descendants. Uh, so, but we are known as a toxinist. We are a toxinist, not in the, not this. Uh, I call, I guess they calling them um, indigenous, and all of that sounds good. But at the end of the day, we are a toxinist, and that means that. We were not just some people that got to a land and claimed the land, or neither were we claiming to be the first people of the land. But intoxinists mean, or autoxinists mean that we, we were those that were created there. That's where we were created at. We've never been any place, never going any place. And this is some of the things that our civil rights leaders uh, were opposed to. Uh, to listening to, and when I say opposed, I'm talking about some of the leaders were opposed to what Dr. King was bringing uh, uh, to the table and, and the truth that they were, were bringing to the table. Dr. King once made a statement, and everyone should go back and recollect and remember it. He says that we have always been in America. He says we were born here. He said there's no other place that we know but America. He says, and being that said, we're here and we ain't going nowhere. And what he meant is that he was talking about the creation in which man was created that we could prove beyond any reasonable doubt that the melanated black folks that were then America was created in the land that they reside in right now. That's why when anybody else is being asked a question based upon their heritage. Where did you come from? Most people can tell you, well, I got people in New Guinea, or I got people in, in Ireland. I got people that my people come from, you know, Italy, or my people came from Germany. But when speaking to the average melanated being in America, they can't tell you where their family came from. The reason being because they didn't come from anywhere. They are where they have always been. This is where they were created, and this is where they have been determined that they came from the earth right here in this land. So, no, we don't have no, no records to find some genealogy or over in some African uh, country or nation because that's not where we came from. We are known as the fatherland. This is the fatherland. You have to have a father in order to have a mother. Mothers don't get the title mother just because, you know, she happens to be a lady or a woman on the planet. She gets the title mother because she's got children, and she's got children with someone that's classified as a father. So you have to have a father in order to have a mother. This is the fatherland. And the Africans are not arguing that fact right now. Right now, we got a lot of melanated people, our black folks, that are refusing to accept the fact that you're not African-American. This is where you have always resided. This is where you came from. This is where you were created. And 
your blood is still in this land. That's why the land right now is having convulsions. It's throwing up. It's spinning up all the lies and manipulation that you have been sold by that world of the monarch and the anarch world. And so now we're having to uh, uh, replace that. We're having to recover it and at the same time correct it. That's why they're screaming about history being changed or being taught in a different manner now because now they got to teach the truth. They can no longer teach uh, this would-be, we might call it watered-down history. Uh, And this is where we're coming from. So I'm going to get now uh, in my would-be comfort zone of yielding and um, thereby, okay. I what I feel that's to put whomever back in order that wants to uh, uh, to conduct us from here. I yield. Thank you so much, Doctor uh, Henry the Son. And if you have any questions or comments, uh, call three two three six four two one five eight six and push the number one. Uh, and I'll see your hand raised. Now, my thing is that uh, these corporations, uh, they never honored any treaties. So, um, you know, they seem to be like gangsters. They seem to disregard any kind of laws or any kind of treaties or things like that. Uh, And I'm also noticing that there's a lot of people out here that, you know, they're doing paperwork to get out the system, to get out of up under the corporation, Uh, you know. So with all of that being said, looking at the history of these people, uh, are they going to continue not to honor treaties and things like that. They seem to work on force. Like you say, they have, you know, the military, and that they just bully or force their way to what they want to do. Outstanding. Is that a question for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Outstanding. I, I know it's you had you had a, a a winded question there, but I want to quickly answer it for you because it's a it's a great a great question in which you're um, you're giving us, and I need you to understand that the corporations, uh, as we know them in the United States of America, I rather care less if they call themselves a corporation or whatever they call themselves. Okay. Uh, but based upon that. I want to quickly say to you, and I'm I'm believing that they're listening right now because normally wherever they know that I'm going to go, uh, they automatically have a, a, an instant button to my phone, and I do carry yeah. two of them. Uh, but I need yeah. you to understand because if I if I didn't say this, they would probably uh, be wondering: Is you are you really talking to me? Let me help you out. The United States, okay. as a would-be so-called entity or corporation or nation or even a, a member body, they do not have any treaty with no nation on the planet. Never have, okay. never will. They're not going to be able to receive a treaty. Reason being, uh, everyone knows what constitutes a nation. A nation has the first, they have to have what is known as a charter. You can't get a charter unless you have land. The the would be of European, if I call them that, European people of America never obtained a charter for the United States of America. Neither will they ever be 
able to obtain one because they don't have any land. Second, they have to have a standing army that they built, I would say, on on a would-be whim, because in 1797 was when they really wanted to uh, take over and destroy everything. But at the same time, in 1774, that was only one army that was really standing. And that army at that time came out of Macklingburg, North Carolina. That Macklingburg, North Carolina army was then being led by one known as Colonel Richard Henderson. Does that ring a bell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. By the time it moved from there, they were able then to establish what was known. That was an army. Then they were actually able to establish what was known as the Marine Corps. That Marine Corps came about just like what they gave the year to the army as credit. It can be checked. It's very history. 1775, the army and the Marines started up at the same time. The commander of the Marines at that time, they called him the man that was classified to be the king of Montezuma. They sing the song, The Land of Montezuma. His name was Archibald Henderson. He held the Marine Corps for 54 years. He is known as the grandfather of the Marine Corps. Does that name sound familiar? Yes. So the United States of America never have a standing army nor marine. That's why I signed on with the 198 nations. And I have given them a treaty and we have a contract that America will not have it. They're not going to go to war. America is not going to go to war where it's going to be classified a nation. America is going to be going to war against all nations. They will, it will be classified the war of the world. That will be our next war. We're in World War III as we're speaking right now. The reason why those wars are going on is for the very reason that I'm talking to you about right now. So I don't know what America is claiming about the monetary system and we're at war because China don't want to trade with them or America is not going to get a trade agreement with China because China has a contract with the person that you're talking to right now. And if they sign a contract with the United States of America, they would void out me and their contract. Well, they also have land, and I've talked to um, one of your elders that that you're real good friends with. I've explained it to him. Mm -hmm. The land in which we live on now, they tell my foreigners coming in, buying the land. Those foreigners can't buy anything. They got a contract with me. The person that they're claiming that has a contract with me, Mr. William Gates, which me and him will never, ever have a contract together, talking about he's buying up all the farmland uh, uh, for in the South. Well, they're claiming that he has a contract. I can say it right now because I know he's listening. I'm going to say to William again, I never signed any agreement with him whatsoever for him to receive any farmland in the South. I am still the lien holder of Louisiana Purchase. I am still the lien holder of 20 million acres in that area. And I will never, never sit down in no negotiation, especially not an agreement with William Gates, 
backfield for him to purchase anything. And and they're now claiming to be selling land to all these would-be celebrities that are black men or melanated men at a cost that they think that those men are going to attack me. But I can assure them it's not going to happen because right now I have a contract with 198 nations, and every last one of them got Army, and every last one of them got what is known as nuclear capabilities, and I'm not in fear of anything. Sure not. So mm-hmm. this is I'm saying this because I know they're listening. Every agency right, right now is listening. CIA, you name it. You can go on. And, and if you think I'm just saying that, I'm going to make a statement now, and I tell you in the next seven of King days, look for it. If America gets okay. in my way, they will disappear in 10 days. Now, I want to see if any of them get in my way. They're not going to move a muscle. They're going to talk about trying to get their debt ceiling raised. They're going to be talking to me about getting some so-called $2 trillion to, to somehow keep their government open or move their midnight date of their government being closed out. And I'm going to tell them, I don't care. They're not getting any loans up now. From 1974, and I heard my administration, my she told you 1984. Let me tell you something. Since 1974, we have been doing nothing more than kicking the can down the road, allowing the United States of America to remain open for one reason. One of those reasons I am talking to them right now. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. What am I saying to you? I'm talking about you, my beloved, because you okay. are one of the many million, million of those that is known as black, melanated, African-Americans, Negroes. Excuse me, I won't use the other word on your call and your show, but I normally say mm-hmm. all of the words because I'm not in no fear to use any of those words. But for the respect of your show, I would not use that word, the N-word, but I normally use it because I'm not in fear of it. It doesn't reflect me. It reflects the lies in which we have been tortured with now for the past would be 250 years of their own would be admittance to their subjection in which they have thrown us under, 250 years. But I know for a fact America's been around for 700 years now. It's been around over 1,000 years now. I wouldn't be shutting them down. Their 1,000 years of reign, my beloved, is over. John. And if they think that I'm joking with them, I tell them, do not get in my way because I'll shut down their total monetary system tomorrow. Sure can. And I don't need their computers to do it. But I yield once again because you probably okay. noticed that my, my voice has changed, okay? Because I, guess I don't like energy. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. like when they say something to the people that's irrelevant to what I'm doing and what's happening to them right now. America is a non-entity right now. That's why all the nations are coming against them. That's why all the nations are telling them to stand down. I don't care if they come up with the big. Bitcoin, doggy corn, chicken corn, whatever they want to. At the end of the day, they will get no monetary system unless I say so. I yield. All right. All right. Uh, 771. 
333. Do you have a question or comment? Yes, I have a question. I guess I guess a comment. Uh, sorry if you hear the noise. Uh, how you doing, uh, Dr. Henderson? I can hear you well. Okay. Uh, I, I wanted to, my name is uh, Sean Alamayo Tedros. Um, I listened to your story about the royal family, and uh, I have a very similar link uh, as, as as much as um, my great-grandfather was the prince of uh, King Tedros of Abyssinia, and he was taken to England in 1868 after the war with the, uh, the battle with England, and he lived with Queen Victoria. And on record, they said he had died in 19, and um, one day my father had told me some information, and I realized that the, the, my great-grandfather was a prince, and he actually lived to be 113, and he actually ventured from, from England to Palestine, but they assumed his death because another king was seeking for his return in Abyssinia. Um, upon my linking with that, because the, 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 the prince and my image were too identical to the point where my mother was confused as a who was who in there. And what I found out from his lineage is that uh, his father uh, was crowned in Ethiopia, but his birth name was Casa Hailu Georgis. And I found out that uh, Hailu was really Haley. Uh, George, who was actually one of the children of George Washington, and I found out that George Washington's name was uh, Georges, and his, his his father was Chief Washington. Uh, excuse me, Chief Washington, and uh, I couldn't put that together because I always had the white image. But when I went researching to Mount Vernon in the Masonic Temple, I saw the images of George Washington as a black man. So, with with, with all that uh, being said, I, I'm trying to get that uh, acknowledgement, that claim, um, I don't know who to go for, but just hearing what you had said about what you've done, uh, I figured you might be a person that might be able to help point me in the right direction. Outstanding. And let me say to you, first of all, I will directly uh, deal with you on a matter if you uh, send, send your information to my administrator, which he's talking to right now. I want you to do me a favor uh, prior to me helping you out and putting you on the right road. Can you do me a favor? Yes, sir. I want you to do this favor for me. First of all, do not say Washita. I need you to say Washita. Uh, Washita. Washita. Because that was the, the, the that is the nationality in which it would have come under and from. Most of the Washita's come out of a place that's called Louisiana to me, but Louisiana. It's a French uh, word. But the okay. word Washita is an Indian word. It is a true one of the five original would-be nations of the U.S., which they now classify them as five unincorporated sovereign nations. And the Washita was one of those nations. Wow. So, yes, okay. George Washington, as Abraham Lincoln, as all the would-be true founding fathers were known to the world as what they classified them to be mulattoes. There were also okay. those that they called cadrons and madrons. 
Codrooms and modrooms and those that we classified as the ones in the home we now look at, we call them down in, in, in the uh, Louisiana and the southern area around that. They call them Cajuns. But all of them were those that were of the same family. And you just said the word. Whenever the letter of H-E comes out, it's like helium. It means helium or Halo. That is why we have the AT for Henderson. That is why they have the HE for Henry, because all of it came from the point of being Halo. Helium. So that's how we began on the earth. We became the helium or the breath or the life, which is part of this, what is known to the world as the covenant of salt. And that means the covenant salt was nothing more than the breath of life. And that is when they be talking about Jesus the Christ and the many gods they come out with. It was all about the breath of life, those who were the first children of the breath of life. And I say again, all I can say to you is welcome to the family. And I would be uh, more than delighted uh, to uh, get you to a point where you need to be to understand the history and, and to understand the truth. So with that, I'm going to say, hey, what's up, cuz? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but, uh, yes, you, you would be part of that family based upon that. You would be. Wow, it's a pleasure. Um, and I'm going to have to go through all your information because I've, I've heard of you over the years, but I just didn't, I guess we didn't have the, the real reason to link with you, I guess. I, I wouldn't say that. I just don't know. Sometimes it comes when I'm able to meet certain people. So uh, it's a pleasure uh, and, and great information that you're putting out, by the way. So uh, I, I really appreciate that. It's a blessing to hear that today. Well, thank you. And thank I, you, Tom. I, I, I received that. I just want to ask you one question, though. Uh, how did you become so, uh, I mean, on this call, talking to a nobody, trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody when you got all of that going on. <laughs> I yell. <laughs> well, 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 for me, for one, it's, it's still, I'm almost like uh, 25% in dis- disbelief right now still of what I'm coming up. So, uh, but I, it's hard because even explaining a little bit, I, I've been, you know, looked at funny and different and turned away and, but, you know, it's a good thing I had photos and evidence to show something of what I'm saying. So, uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's a lot. I had to even travel to, like, England. I had to travel to Ethiopia, Israel, Egypt. I had to travel to all these places to dig up, uh, find the records and dig up what I can. So, I mean, I'm still going through the journey and just be learning as much as I learn now. I mean, I just came upon George Washington for about, about uh, since September of last year. And but the Prince Alamayo King Pedro, I, I've been knowing about that for about four, about five years. So everything, everything's still picking up for me. So this, just incredible to hear somebody at this day and time that's speaking on the level that you're speaking, and uh, you definitely know what you're talking about. And um, like I said, I appreciate that you exist. So you, you, you're more than somebody because you caught my attention. <laughs> Thank you, caller. And, and what I'll do, caller, is that I will give your number to his administrator. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank I, you I, for calling. Thank you, Jim. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Four zero four four. Yeah. All right. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What you say, Doctor? I just want to say to the host caller, I want to say to you, uh, my beloved, uh, you don't get a commission from everything, okay? We're not going to use your call as a commercial, okay? You don't get the commission. I thank you very much. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. I yield. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Wes, you're live. Yes, ma'am. Yehudu, uh, Bev, good show there. Uh, 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 Chief Henderson, man, God bless you, man. You right on the money. You bringing the truth, man. And uh, if we, you right. You absolutely, we Israel, man. And uh, if you know, please contact uh, uh, Bishop Larry Gators of the Global Spiritual Revolution Network, man. Okay, he's just like you, man. But uh, we all family. I'm Blackfoot and uh, Seminole. And uh, my question is to you, are you familiar with a group called the Galactic Federation? Are you familiar with that? I'm not familiar with it, but I have heard of it. When I say I'm not familiar, that means that I haven't did an extensive study or, or research on them. But that I can assure you that there's not anything out here on the planet right now that I have not heard of. That's the reason when people tell me they never heard of me, I'm okay with that. I tell them, hey, I'm a nobody. But for all of these organizations, the systems, I've been through all of it. I've been to 24 different would-be countries and nations, uh, but I speak many languages uh, uh, fluently. Uh, so I'm not lost to anything that's going on out there. I've heard of a lot of the people that you're mentioning right now. I've heard of them. And uh, it's from the different many people that I meet that I call them celebrities because they're everywhere. They know everybody. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm getting to know some people now. I've been around now since uh, 1974. And I have been working in, a, in an area where I also have the name in which they call me Chief Blackhawk. I am known as one of the original Anikatanis. Uh, of the planet. And the word Anikatani, I know that a lot of people are beginning to use it, but all that means is the ancient ones. It means the ancient ones. And, and, and if you want to find the definition of it, it means ancient one. That's the Anikatani. And, um, you know, we have to all come together now because the energy of the planet is bringing us all back together. So, and this is where we're at right now. So, it's indeed a pleasure to hear you as well on yes, the call. And, uh, yes, sir. One more thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Their time is up, man. It's our time, and uh, we're going to get everything they stole from us. And uh, the Galactic Federation is above the world thought, man. Okay? Them the real people that was uh, in Ezekiel, man. But I don't want to get too deep with the Galactic Federation. But uh, I'm going to sign up again, uh, find out where I can send my uh, last little digit of my Social Security number. So we can claim what's ours and band up and uh, get ready to take the watch these fools fall, man. So they time up and all our family just do right, like you say, with the commandments and all the statues. And uh, we getting our stuff back, man. It's our time. We run these devils off this planet, man. I know you, Sister Bev. I won't talk too much, but uh, it's our time. We got them. And you right, man. Don't give them not one penny. They got to pay us. I love y'all, man. Peace and blessings. Better love, better love, Wes. 
All righty. Okay. We, we have the doctor in the house, Henry the son, and this is your opportunity to ask questions or even if you have a comment uh, to talk with Dr. Henderson. He's given us his time and his energy here uh, with us today. So uh, definitely uh, use this opportunity to communicate with the great doctor. Henry the son, what is all of this uh, between, I, I mean, I understand you saying that so should, should people do their paperwork? You know, they got groups of people studying the laws and studying this and resigning from the cor- from the corporation or with that, whatever. Now, should they continue to do that or should they just go up under the treaty that you have here? And that will uh, stop a lot of that. My advice is once everyone goes under the treaty in which we already have established, it is going to shut down those, I would say every entity will stop attacking them. We got a lot of people out here now that's being, I call them political would-be prisoners. They've been locked up Mm -hmm. for being classified as uh, uh, solvent citizens. There's no such animal on the planet as a sovereign citizen. So I often caution people about calling themselves sovereign citizens because it will get you in trouble with the United States uh, as a so-called Whitney corporation, uh, and and they they will attack you based upon the fact they don't get paid when they deal with sovereign people. So they are afraid to do such, and that's why they're attacking the people. But for that same token, if you classify yourself as being a patriot citizen, they're going to, again, they're going to incarcerate you and you'll become a political prisoner. So you cannot claim this this would-be so-called citizenship, period. Because a citizenship, it was something that was adopted by the land that they call the United States of America, and they kind of patent it, if you understand what a patent is. Right. And anybody begins to claim that patent they will find themselves either under a lawsuit or being incarcerated. So my advice to everyone that's out there, come under the true treaty, Melchizedek's trust. It was the trust that started out being St. Peter's trust. It is the trust of the universe. It is known as the world's trust. And once you come under that, everything else, is added to you. You don't have to worry about building a system. You know, and I say to the people, I want to say this on your call, if I might, uh, my beloved, mm-hmm. I want to say mm-hmm. to all the people out there, when you come under trust, the world's trust, we're not in the business of people who want driver's license, ID cards, and all those other things. Right. And we're saying to the people, listen, If you are coming from up under that system, why are you creating that same system for yourself again? That's that's like putting the people under a double bind of what we know to be control. And that's not what the treaty does. The treaty gives the people the ability to not need any of that stuff. They don't need an ID card. You don't need driver's license. You don't need license plates. And that's what the system is doing based upon the treaty. 
And then it's an alignment for someone to step in, and we already got that, someone to step in and to reissue people the rights to do whatever they want to do without having it. In the, in the old days, of what they would classify the old days, People didn't have a license plate on the back of a wagon. You didn't hang a Whitby so-called ID card around the neck of a horse. So, you know, to go back to the old original laws is where the reset has to go back to. So everybody out there now who's trying to build an organization, we tell them they're really spinning their wheels because we've already done that. We've already built a whole new world. I yield. Now, what about? What about people that want to be private? You know, some people are coming out of the system. They say that the system and uh, some form of a trust, and they've been really making money off of the people through these trusts. And you have people that say that they want to uh, benefit from the interest that these people have made off the trust that they put on these people birth certificates and social security cards and all those other paperwork. And that's exactly what, private that's what we have set up. Mm-hmm. We've set that up, beloved. Right okay. now, you have to understand that the reset is going to void out everything that's out there right now. America is okay. already aware of it. The, the nation is already aware of it. For the matter of fact, that's what you hear some of the party leaders are screaming about now. Let's just let the reset take care of everything and handle everything. That's what they're saying. You got that other group that they want to still be those that will benefit off the shoulders of those who are still considered to be uh, non-productive. Now, I need you to understand that the, the, the program that we have done established, we, we're not putting something together we've already established every person is going to be his own would be independent if we might say financer you don't you don't mm-hmm. fall you're not going to fall on a system whereby you have to worry about somebody job nine to five or ten to five because you're going to be making your own would be way based upon the, the what is known as digital currency digital currency is going to get everybody their credibility back. It's like you walk in with 100%, and the only time your 100% begins to deplete is once you start enacting whatever it is that you're going to do. But other than that, everyone will be bought back initially to 100% of everything that he would have inherited, and believe it or not, that's everything. You would have inherited everything on this planet. There is no value that you can place on a human life. It was as it was in the beginning when all lives were valued at a value of non-limited. And that's where everybody's being brought back to, a non-limited value. And everyone then will have to establish where he and she goes from there based upon having a non-limited credibility. And that's what America is so in fear of. And they got everyone believing that if everyone starts out equal, that they want you to believe that the government will have a bad time or the economy will be bad. There will be no more reproduction. There will be no more reproducing. And that's not true. What they realize is that by doing that, 
it will it, it's going to stifle their economy, but everyone else is going to be what we call they will be thriving. They will be building. They will be going forward, and they refuse to allow anyone to do that. That's why we send everybody back as of the year. 2005, we sent everybody back to what was known as net zero. Net zero. That meant that everybody had nothing. And then we opened up something that was known as the Jubilee Bill, the Bill of Jubilee. It came out in that year of 2005, 2006, where you had Maxine Waters and one known as Bernie Woodby Frank sitting in the White House. And they had come down to Dallas, Texas, and received all this information from us, and we gave them the Jubilee Bill. It's in, it's in, it's in uh, the government would-be paperwork as well. You can pull it up online, the Jubilee Bill. What happened was Maxine Waters allowed herself to be spoken to by Bernie Frank, where they kind of tried to put a flip-flop on what we gave them, and they set it up for all the nations. And what they were doing by setting it up for all the nation, they were going to rule out the people. And thereby, we set it up for the melanated people that were in the United States of America. It's called a Jubilee Bill. You can read it. Go up on, on Leviticus 25th chapter and read, and you'll find out about the year of Jubilee and what it was all about for those people that were truly the people of the land uh, and how it was set up for them. And we set it up in that manner. But by the time it got to Barack Obama, he began to do nothing more than shut it down, shut it down, break it off. And, you know, if I had to say anything, and I'm like I said, I don't offend people. I just tell the truth. And I need everyone to understand that everyone was on their way to full credibility until they put Barack Obama in the White House. George W. Bush had already yeah. signed off. He had already agreed to it. But when they put Barack Obama in there, by him being uh, what they believe to be the same would-be nationality, the same would-be so-called family that we had come from, melanated people, they allowed him to do nothing more than destroy and dis- disrupt what was already taking place in the good. And he kind of like gave them a ticket to say, okay, let's push this thing down the road a little bit farther. And he done that for eight years. And then he turned it over to uh, Donald Trump and everyone knows where that went. And, uh, and then they turned it back over to Joe Biden, which is just uh, a carbon copy of what Barack Obama was doing to keep pushing it down the road. So right now, you know, we had no other choice but to shut down the entire government. That was the reason we did that. So the United States of America is not a government right now. However, we do know that they still have influence over the law enforcement. They still got influence over what is known as the judiciary system. And that's why you see now them talking They very much in fear of defunding uh, what is known as the law enforcement system. Uh, Right now, there's a, a bill to defund the Supreme Court. There's a bill to do nothing more than, than void out the Supreme Court. And America knows that once those two things happen, there will be no laws for their concern that the European world can bring because the bars under the British Associate Register. Everybody on the planet knows these things. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving elementary right. things here. 
So everyone already knows that, and everyone already knows that the law system that we're under right now could be credited to a man by the name of uh, Bass Reed. And Bass Reed was known as a black uh, would-be law officer or better known to us as a treaty officer based upon being an Indian. Every time he arrests someone that were of a a world that we call the Caucasian world, Caucasian, he always had a treaty with him in his belt. And that was because of the fact that they, they were not with anyone other than maybe Great Britain, Germany, France, Spain. So he always had treaty with those nations whereby he could actually incarcerate those people. Once those people were fully in control, they began to act or enact their own would-be laws, and that's where we're at right now. We're in a world of nothing more than mass creation of confusion and chaos, and this is why we had to reset it. We had to. The only way you can be able to stop the cake from mixing is to turn the mixer off because nobody no more is using a spoon to stir the cake. They're just using a, a mixer. You know, they want everything uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry instantly. So, you know, once we turn the cake mixer off, there will be no more this confusion, mass confusion, and everyone can have. They will have to, with no doubt, get back on uh, the level of being uh, by the law, judiciary, based upon uh, the laws of the land, which is the 613 laws of Moses, which they call it that. But those laws came from what is known as the unincorporated nations, uh, the five unincorporated sovereign nations that were in this land, on this land, prior to any European ever uh, uh, getting off a boat, uh, falling out of the sky, getting off a spaceship, and all those things that they say they did to get here. Uh, it, was, it was prior to that, and so, and they know that. But um, right now, their daughters and their sons, a lot of them are sitting in the White House, and they don't want to let go. And we understand a lot of them are saying, you know, I'll die before I give the land. Uh, back. Right. You didn't never have the land. The land has never been their land. It's never going to be their land. And, uh, you know, when they tell a melanated person, go back to where you came from, it, I know a lot of the melanated people are now becoming hilarious to them because they're realizing that you're talking to someone that claimed this European would be so called, uh, you know, descendant or inheritance. And you have to look at them and say, wait a minute. If you're saying go back, then why are you still here? And that's one of those things that are now coming out through what they're called, I guess they call it critical teaching or whatever they want to call it. It it Mm -hmm. sounds good, but at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of chaos and which has already been eliminated at the universal and at the international court level. So we, we are well on the way to completing the reset. Everyone who signs on and gets themselves indexed, I say to them, it's going to be in your benefit. Those that don't, the United States of America is going to come out with a bill where they're going to classify those people as non-productive. And when they classify those people as non-productive, they already have, they have issued a plan to terminate. I yield. Uh, yeah, useless eaters, as they call. And, um, some people are kind of afraid of social credit, you know, and AI. 
It seems like that AI is is trying to, you know, take over humans and social credit is no privacy. So you're saying that people that they call useless eaters will probably go up under the social credit and the AI system that they putting together? That's correct. It's called artificial intelligence by way of elimination is what they're talking about. You know, we got a lot of people that are getting on their computers right now, and what they're doing is they are giving out all of their so-called would-be identity, their information, and all these other things. And that's part of the system that they're using to do nothing more than collect data on all individuals which they already can collect it. They, they don't have any problem collecting data on you. It, it's just that they want you to give them a factual data. If you go up and look up your, your families right now, you'll probably find out that they got all of your family members on there. However, a lot of those family members, when you look at their date of birth, they will have the wrong date of birth. They have their names, but they don't have their correct information for their date of birth, what year. They might have their year, you know, 1874, when it may have been 1879 or, or something of the nature. Uh, and they might have them down as December 14th when it would have been May 14th. So this is the, the thing now that they're actually having the people go in and correct and verify. Because as soon as you look on there, you'd be like, wait a minute. My mother's birthday wasn't December the 14th. My mother's birthday was May 15th or May 18th. So you go in and you correct it. You're giving them more information than than they have to begin with. And I tell the people, stop doing that. Because all you're doing is you're giving your identity. The the would-be mass movement of nothing more than a census. The census was nothing more than them taking numbers. Those numbers, they would go by the house. They sent out the LDS, the Latter-day Saints of Jesus Christ. They sent them out, and they would go to each house, and they would count the individuals. How many people live here? Five. And you would give them that number. Well, it was easy for them to check your address of what house they just left from and had five names there. And then they would check the school records. The school records told them how many of those children in the house were, you know, actually under the public school. So it gave all their names, and it gave the dad and the mom's name. So, you know, it wasn't hard for them to get all the information, but most of them that acquired the information, they didn't have the right birth date. They didn't have the right would be so-called date that the mother and father would have got married. So a lot of these things have been corrected now by family members who have gone up on the computer to correct those things to make sure that their mothers and fathers and their daddies or whoever, their names and their birthdays are correct. So you're giving them more information than what they had already acquired. And what that is called, that's, that there is called AI. That's artificial mm-hmm. intelligence. Okay. That's them. You can't see them. You're not going to know who they are, but they're getting this intelligence, they're using intelligence to get this information artificially, and you're giving it to them. You are their artificial investigator. I yield. Yes, wow. 
So, uh, well, what about if we charge for our source data? Aren't we able? A lot of we charge? A lot of the people. A lot of people have mm-hmm. been doing that. Uh, you know, we keep talking about. I've heard this, and you know, I've been out here since uh, I would say 1974 again. And I've heard people okay. talking about their UCC and all those things. I know all about those mm-hmm. things. UCC was set up by Roosevelt to do nothing more than confuse the melanated community. It's, it's, mm. it's nothing more than a uniform code, a commercial code, which was set up yeah. to diffuse all of the things that was coming at them at the time from the melanated community. You had something that was called welfare, okay? The welfare was not going to those that were classified as being melanated, black people, Negroes, and all the other titles that they were given, but it was actually going to the neighborhood that was classified as white Caucasian. And the reason why, because they were the only one that was classified to have land. If you didn't have land, they didn't have to reference you. They didn't even have to identify you unless you had land. So they were claiming the land even though they had no right, no title, they had no treaty. They had, and, and, you know, I used to teach a class back, I'd say about 27 years ago now, close to 33 years. I was teaching a class based upon treaties, patents, and deeds. And I know a lot of people out there that have heard me speak before or was in my classes at the university. They remember me teaching about what was known as treaty, patents, and deeds. Well, Americans are all under something that was known as a deed. A deed is better known as a credit deed. All deeds, that, if anyone has ever been in the law system, knows that deeds bring on something that is known as cloudy, a cloudy deed. That means that the only way that deed becomes clear is if those people that have that deed is doing something that's going to credit the land or that's going to build the land, which is that's what America received. They received a credit deed upon coming from uh, Europe. All of those armies, all of those so-called leaders, they bought a credit deed with them. And what that meant, they were only there to help enhance the land or they were going to give credit to the land by building the land up. That's why they all called themselves settlers, because they were those that came to the land just to help settle the land, not to own the land, not to steal the land, not to borrow the land, but they were there to help settle the land. In other words, they were going to be like a foreign would-be entity on this land where they would be able to bring in those products and which were on the outside of our world where we would all trade together. And that's why now they're so crying and up in the uproar about trading because they don't have a position, in the United, and I'm talking about the Europeans. I'm talking about all mm-hmm. of the unmelanated people in America. They don't have no livelihood in this country or in this on this land unless they are able to trade because that was their whole purpose for being here. If they do not be able to bring in any trade, if they cannot bring in any settlers, then they will have notified or voided out what is known as their contractual agreement. And that's why they saw an uproar now about trying to find some trading. Because if they don't bring in trading, again, they bought out their contract for being here. And thereby they know then they're going to be asked to leave. But we've already told them to leave. We're not asking you to leave. We're telling you to leave. 
because you've already you you've already taken what you had of the contract and you have torn it up and ripped it up by doing nothing more than sitting there being a thief. And everyone knows that thief is one of the greatest clients in the world, based upon the fact that you know their Jesus the Christ died with two thieves hanging beside him. You know, so you know no one is gonna say we let your leader walk, but we're gonna let your thieves walk. That's not gonna happen. They're gonna die. So this is what we're looking at right now, and there's no nation on the planet that's arguing this fact. All of the nations now are backing the fact that they are doing nothing more than influencing by enforcing. And when we went to the Universal World Court, my beloved, that was what I took to them. I asked them the question, could they enforce or could they, or were they incompetent of enforcing or were they incapable of enforcing? And after taking that to them, they realized that they did not want to be classified as incompetent. So they took the ladder and said that they were incapable, and thereby they stood down. And they allowed us to take control. Only if we could enforce. That is why now we got 198 nations working with us based upon sovereignty. That's why you keep hearing everybody scream about sovereignty. Every time something goes on the nation now, all you got to do, if they start a protest, is going to be the word that's going to come back if they do not want their sovereignty violated. Thereby, they're giving us the information to let us know we still backing you 100%, and we are going to bring our armies, we're going to bring the war to whomever tried to violate the sovereignty of the people. And right now, the United States of America is the only nation that has a written document that they are calling an executive order to even try to disrupt sovereignty. And that is when Barack Obama signed an executive order against what is known as sovereign citizens. And he also, in that executive order, has down black nationalists. He has in that executive order, Ku Klux Klansmen. He's got in that executive order those that are affiliated with a, uh, with a Christian would-be so-called affiliation. Uh, he has in that same order those who are classified to be under some would-be so-called extremist uh, uh, organization. He also has in that order for if you are a patriot citizen or if you classify yourself as a solvent citizen. He's got inside of that executive order, which now is still being enforced by the uh, would-be so-called Biden administration, based upon the fact that it's the same administration. Had they had left Donald Trump, Donald Trump was already in the process, if we might say, of eliminating all of that because he knew that it was illegal. And in order for him to be able, and we have to understand, he is a businessman, a shrewd businessman at that. For him, in order to keep his credibility and to gain more credit, he was not one to attack sovereignty, so he was moving out of the way. You go back to his would-be, he brought a, a message to what was known as the universal world based upon going down to the initial would-be Grand Summit. And if you listen to his speech, he spoke about 
sovereignty more than 47 times. And that's why he did that. And then Joe Biden comes in, and once again, he's trying to eliminate sovereignty. I can assure him that he won't, because America is no longer recognized by any nation on the planet as any would be so-called power so to be. And they're definitely not truly recognized at what is known as the, the Council of Security. And the two main would-be bodies of the Council of Security is known as China and Russia. And they cannot be eliminated because we made sure that we made them a permanent member, whereby they are also the controlling two members. I yield. Wow. Uh, uh, hmm. You said a mouthful there, Henry the Son. Uh, let me open up this line three one three seven one seven. Please, can you hear 313? me? Three one three. Yes, we can. can you How are you doing, Kaya? Yes, I'm doing can you hear well. Peace. Uh, yes, yeah. I can hear you. Peace, Shelley and Doctor Hindu R L Henderson and uh, Bev. Uh, beautiful show tonight. Um, so I have a question. I'm just going to piggyback on the um, family gene line because um, that's been like something I've been wanting to do because I have noticed, I'm a neurologist, I have noticed in astrology that um, Jupiter is in Chiron. Well, Chiron is in Aries at 20 degrees, so-called the 1776, July 4th of the United States chart. And I know the fourth house is the mother, so it's the roots, it's your ancestors, it's your paperwork, it's your history. So this has been like a study for me, and I also noticed that when this energy and comes about, uh, when Jupiter goes into Aries or anything like Chiron is in Aries, there's always seems to be a pandemic around this time or epidemic or a plague or a death coming around. And also when the North Node goes into Cancer and uh, Capricorn, that there's always some type of uh, pandemic as well too around these particular times. So this is a... a a timeline thing or a reoccurrence thing, recurring event, I guess to scare people off, kill people off, whatever they want to do. thing is this. Is this a way, I, I think it's a way to retrace our our inheritance, not just inheritance, our people, our family, our tribes and stuff that they have hidden. So I did an astrocartography also on it and appointed to Washington, D.C. So is there a way that people can get their paperwork on their history of their mother? Like, like you said, you know, going through the school, going through, um, you know, welfare, whatever it may be, any kind of public worker, even on Facebook and Instagram, you posting all your information. They just collect the data, police, FBI, anybody. Just give them more access to you to upload in their computer just to sit back and watch it like a movie. Well. I love it. You know, that I love what she just said. And the reason I'm saying that is because I can hear her voice, and I know uh, right now uh, I can feel her energy. And she's one of those that they want to classify as Generation Z. And I want her to know, boy, the Generation Z is such an intelligent group of young people that I call them now. They're such an intelligent group of people that right now they are the greatest weapon against AI. AI don't like that new generation of people because they realize that these are the true, uh, we might call that the true artificial intelligence investigators. And the reason why that is is because they are known as children of the matrix. 
okay? And the children of the Matrix are those that have come what we know to be from the galactic world. And most of them don't know they're from the galactic world as of yet. We, we're going to put them in tune with who they really truly are. And some of her, what she was saying just now, I can tell her, it's very easy to trace where you came from and who we are. And being a child of the Matrix, you got to follow your energy. I know, uh, you know, the taboo type of the world right now wants you to believe that because you start following some strange energy that you may be following a world of uh, voodoo. <laughs> uh, you might be following a world of, of occult. And they don't want you to really go back to where you initially started from. You know, we came on this planet. We were known as nothing more than what we call breatharians, uh, air sapiens, okay? We, we were living on air alone, and we could. We could survive off of air alone. That's why the breath of life is the covenant of salt. So we were surviving on the breath of life alone. We ourselves decided to become vegetarians, where we began to eat off the land, eat the trees, and eat the leaves, the fruits of, of the world. And then we went on to find ourselves being nothing more than cannibals. Uh, and, and, and the reason I went this method is, and what I'm using right now is because we have to go back to the basics, the elementary area of all of us based upon synergy. And based upon synergy, we have to also go to what we call and we should know of simplistic. Simplistic. That means that we have to go back to where we first came from. Nothing more than spiritual being or that organism that was unseen, but it was seen because it was here. That's us. So when you're tracing your, your genealogy, I would tell you, follow it spiritually. You know, I'm sure that you got those grandmothers, those grandfathers, those grands that are telling you, well, I was an Indian. Most of y'all don't want to believe them, I would say. And I'm, I'm not saying this to you, my uh, beloved Generation Z. I'm not saying that to you. And I'm only calling you Generation Z is because it's a title that you've been given. But I see your intelligence. I see that matrixism of you that is moving far and beyond uh, what we call infinity that right now you're putting them in fear. And when I say them in fear, I'm talking about the world of, that has classified themselves as being a European controller, and, and they are in fear of you. That's why they're now causing chaos and confusion amongst all the Generation Z people by making them believe that they could be of any origin, they could be of any nationality, they could be of any gender. They're only doing that to confuse you Thereby, they want to try to dumb down your intelligence or your, your matrix ability to be able to be spiritual to a point where you didn't, you're galactic, you didn't come from this world. And that's what they want to dumb down. That's what they want. They want to kind of put it in a point where it's like, you know, every time you stick your finger into a socket, the, the circuit begins to, uh, each time it begins to go lower and lower and lower. And even though you might have been once upon a time running on 115 volts, you're now running on something like about 92 volts or 91 volts because they are constantly taking away from the current. 
or the currency, which also currency we know leads us into the monetary system, which I'm going to yield at that point because, wow, you know, to even hear you speaking about the genealogy and how you want to get to know it, it's simple. And, um, again, you know, giving uh, our commission to the to our our radio host, we give her a commission. We can all connect on, uh, through her on a level whereby her to build her up where she would get more listeners, people that need to know the true information. We need to build her up as well because we also have to realize that they have the media. That the, the exposure of the media right now is being the mass movement of the media right now is being carried by those who are trying to hide the truth or they're trying to destroy. And that's why they're classifying it as being misinformation, false or fake news or whatever, because they don't want everyone to come to this point of being a matrixism, or they don't want you to come to the point where you're a galacticism, where you'll be able to follow your spirit to the truth. When you feel something is wrong, trust me, something is wrong. Your boyfriend, if you feel like he's cheating, no, let me leave you alone with that. But anyway, I, I always throw that out there so so you understand that they say that a woman has intuition. I need you to understand. Men also have intuition. It's, it's nothing more than following the spirit of truth. And if something is telling you something's not right, it's not right. I yield. I appreciate yeah. that deeply. <laughs> Dr. Henry right, Henderson, I have a joke uh-huh. for you. Okay, go ahead. I listened to go you ahead. on the other day. I listened to you uh, recently, you know, on, the, on your uh, cause. What really stuck out to me is the way you said it, and it was kind of, I wanted to have it at the end of the show, but I'm going to have it right now. So when you said B B A L L, yeah, I'm with that too. <laughs> <laughs> All day long, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, uh, I just really appreciate you, uh, Dr. Uh, Henry the Sun, uh, for your information here. Let's see, we have another caller. Hold on. 810 358. 810. Greetings, greetings. Rise and shine. I'm over here cracking up, laughing off that laugh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that uh that superb all game in Arizona and uh that came from Rihanna and that was very potent. But uh I want to say a happy belated earth return to Dr. Andrew Henderson and oh, Miss Shelly yeah. Bowling and you Bowling. And yes, it's a it's a yeah. great meeting here today. I'm so thankful to have uh, Dr. Henry Henderson. Doctor. Yeah, happy that's right, yeah. that's right. Happy return. And so, uh, wow, y'all covered a lot of ground. I would like to, uh, I would love for Dr. Hindu Henderson to tell us the difference between Corona and COVID. And then also the, uh, I heard, uh, him and Miss Shelly Bowden talking about the Lyme disease coming from ticks and, uh, you know, that laboratory experiment that they've been doing. Can you please expound on that, Dr. Henderson? Thank you so much for being here. Outstanding. And again, you know, the difference between what you just said, Corona, they call it the coronavirus. 
And they also have labeled it to be what is known as COVID-19. And all of these things in which they're now talking about that came about in 2019, coronavirus, they were knowing about it since truly, uh, to be honest with you, they came about with it in 2016. And they held it until they were able to put it out in a manner where they would send everybody running and scourging for a place uh, to, to relax and rest. And thereby, then they decided they were going to attack the people with them. They started out with the stimulus check. That was one of the quickest ways to be able to gather or, to, or we might say, to draw the people's attention. And that was through the stimulus check. Now, COVID-19, coronavirus, was nothing more than something that was known as CO, which was a corporation. The V stood for versus. And the 19th stood for the 19th of generation and every other generation since the 19th generation that they were going to be attacking. And we do understand that the ID stood for identification. So you had corporation versus identification in the 19th century and beyond. This is where this COVID virus came from. This is where they were calling coronavirus. And they were also calling it COVID-19. Knowing that, it was nothing more than a system, just like Jim Crow. Jim Crow was not a white man who everybody had to fear him coming by with a bloodhound and a few of his boys wearing masks. But it was a system that was set up to destroy the people. So even though the people were in fear of Jim Crow, Jim Crow was not a physical being but it was a system of a being to destroy the world of those physical beings. And that is exactly what coronavirus was. That's all it is. It was a a system that was set up to destroy. And believe it or not, Barack Obama was in the White House, deep into the White House, when they came up with that system known as coronavirus. He was there. And they waited until after the year of 2018 to implement it. Uh, 2016, uh, 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 that is when they looked for Henry, uh, I call her Henry, because she wanted to take our place, but Hillary, I'm going to give her a real name, <laughs> Hillary was the one that they were looking to go into the White House, and she would be the one that would implement that which was known as coronavirus, RCOVID-19, the corporation, versus ID, versus everyone from the 19th century and beyond. And she didn't make it. And Donald Trump went in, and he kind of defused it all, and at the same time, he put a spin on it to destroy it. That was what he meant when he said, I have come to D.C., I came to Washington to do nothing more than drain the swamp. That's what that was all about. So his statement of drain the swamp was to get rid of those people that had put this system together to destroy everyone on the planet. And uh, it was just so that they could gain power uh, and prestige over the planet. And this is what, you know, it kind of lost them, and they could not recover from it. So this is what the COVID virus was all about. It was not a disease, but it was a system that was set up. And yet they did put out a lot of viruses during that time that was very fatal. 
but they wasn't they wouldn't have been classified as some would be a viral uh, disease but they were actually placing it inside of different things in which people were using as a product and believe it or not part of it was what I'm going to let Shelly talk about, it was part of the Lyme disease. And uh, that Lyme disease, believe it or not, a lot of us, we, we were, you know, hit with it. They gave us antibiotics and told us to take them and stay out of the direct sunlight. And a lot of people recovered from it. Others that did not follow those instructions to stay out of uh, uh, direct sunlight, a lot of those people, they, come, they, uh, they succumb to uh, the, 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 that infection. So this is what we're dealing with right now. Uh, they are now have already generated another Whitby virus. You know, for everyone out there, not to be in alarm or be in fear, but you have to be aware. And and I'm always gonna I'll be here to notify the people. Uh, they've already manufactured another Whitby so-called virus that they've already put out. I'm right, and I know I am. They have already started to place that virus out in a place that we call Egypt, but everyone else calls it Florida. And uh, a lot of people are being infected in Florida as we so speak. So, you know, I just say, we're going to be okay, though. You know, we walk by faith, not by sight. We also move in a manner where we know for a fact we are those original people that was on this planet. And not only does genealogy teach us who we are and, and brings us to an everyday practice of being able to move forward and a manner to get back everything that's ours, you know, and to receive everything. You know, if my brothers and sisters out there in California is listening, I'm going to say to y'all once again, as I said back in 1996, it is not about reparation. It's about restoration. It's a difference. We're not asking anybody to give us reparation. No one has to pay us for something that we have already earned or worked for. No, they have to return that which was already ours before we even had to work. That's what we ask. Our original state, which is take everything that you believe you need and have, and we'll see you on the trails of not the trails of tears, but the trails of vomit, because we don't need you here anymore. I yield. Woo! And uh, one more, one more thing. <laughs> Boy, this is fire. One more thing, Doctor Henderson, that that young sister that you called Generation Z. We've been talking, and she said, "Eric, I've been thinking about Aaliyah. You know, the artist Aaliyah. And I and I just randomly, I went way back in the archives of one of the the, uh, the United States calls, and I heard you break down the word." Aliyah. Could you please do that for us, Dr. Henderson? Tell us what Aliyah means. (laughs) Listen, let me tell you something about that because Aliyah was back during that time, and I need you to understand that there were several people that were singing that song, BBHMM, and the brothers that first brought that song out. They were very much connected to a brother in whom was, I call him my brother. I call him my best friend and my brother. Uh, you can look him up, and he's going to tell you a lot more than I can tell you about it, but his name is Patrick Moulton. And I, I, if that's okay with you, host, I want to do that. Uh, Patrick Moulton oh, yeah. is, no longer, 
he's no longer on the planet. He's no longer on the planet. I used to call him St. Patrick. Uh, the world out there know him well. He was the, uh, we might call him that, he was the conductor, the composer. He was the music writer. He was the song bringer. He wrote songs for people like uh, Bobby Womack. Uh, the, he wrote songs for people like uh, Betty White. Uh, but Patrick Moulton, you can look him up on the website. And he was uh, he was a, one of the best friends of mine. Uh, he and I, we came through a life uh, together. And uh, he would often talk uh, to people like Aaliyah. You know, he knew the parents. He knew the, the mother. And uh, when given her that name, he was around during that time. And he was the one who actually uh, gave them the influences. And, and, you know, he influenced them, motivated them to call her by that name uh, prior to her being born. So, you know, um, this is a time where we have to understand that Allah, God of the universe, if we might call him that, based upon the Masonic side of the family, they they use it. We have the, the family that's called uh, the family of the Moorish nation. They use Allah. We have a lot of those who classify themselves as being Muslims, and they call themselves under the nation of Islam uh, based upon using Allah. But it's based upon being Islam, peace. That's what Islam means. It means peace. And it, it comes at a time now where we all have to realize that Allah, the great God of the universe, is what I call him. I, I normally use him because he is under Allah. And it, it's based upon breaking it down to what it really means. And it's Yah Allah is his real name, Yah, Yah Allah. And believe it or not, Aliyah uh, brings it up on that same manner. It, it's saying God, God be with us, all God, Aliyah, all God, all God. And it's the exact same thing that when we say Yah Allah, we're saying God, all God, and that's letting us know that all of us come from that energy. We come from that spirit of truth, and it says that when he comes, he will bring you what is known to the world as the truth, and it says once one receives the truth, only then will he be made whole. Only then will he be set free, and once he's set free, he shall be free and free indeed. And we're not talking about them coming uh, to not put a price on us, but we're coming in a manner where that price would no longer exist on any planet whatsoever. I yield once again. Mm. Oh, I want to bring in uh, Elder Ray. Is this you? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I just want to thank Dr. Henderson for taking the time yes. to come and speak to your audience of Beverly. Yes. I am so uh, appreciative and thankful for him doing that and for Sister Shelley as well. Thank you guys so very much. And I hope that um, today has made a new um, understanding to your listeners and that from this point on that we will begin to know more about who we are. I just want to thank you and thank all of you. Thank us. Yes. Appreciate it. And again, uh, mm-hmm. Ray, go ahead, Diane. I, I, want, 
I want all of the people that are listening right now to hear me. Uh, you're going to come to a point where everyone will get to personally get to know Dr. Henderson through his actions. And I want to say my actions are always going to be pure, very pure, when I'm talking to my elders. And I want to say to Elder Ray, which he is one of my elders, I'm so, I said, I'm just so overjoyed to hear your voice today. I need you to understand that when I'm talking to you, you know, I'm talking to all the Bantamoy family. I called you last day for a reason because uh, when I was a young lad, as they would say, I met a man by the name of Fontaroy, and I met him back in the 90s. He was in what was known as the U.S. Congress, and he was working there, and I was, a, uh, I would call a young lad, and um, I'm forever in debt to him as well because he spoke the word to me about helping our people. And during that time, I was very much in the process of helping our people. And uh, he told me to never give up. He told me to never let anyone discourage me in what I was doing. And that would have been all about around 1989, 1990. And uh, I can say I've been on that race for a long time since then. Uh, but I was on there a long time before that. And uh, I want to say uh, to you, my elder Ray. Uh, tell the family I said I love them always, and that's that's hard. I need them to know that. I'll do that for sure. Well, we're coming down to um, our few minutes here, and again, I want to thank you, uh, Dr. Henderson or Henry the Son. I really appreciate your time, your information, your energy, and your, I appreciate your administrator too. And um, keep, I'm like them, don't stop now. Keep it going. And more and more of us are becoming aware, and we're going to be uh, joining with you, and we definitely appreciate you. And I thank you. Thank us. Can, I can you give out your website? Yes, yes, go ahead. Go ahead, Kylie. I just wanted to say, yes, uh, Dr. Henderson, Dr. Hendel, when you were talking uh, about the year Obama was in administration, you know, when the 2016, you mentioned 1996, and also I can go as far back even more, but 1975, that all of these was in Uranus, was in Aries. So anything is in Aries, it's initiation of something. You said if this COVID started back in 2016, that would make a lot of sense because it's still, once again, in the fourth house of the mother, right? So they're still trying to separate some form of kind of way. So I just wanted to add that in there as that we are turning over a new leaf currently right now, but we the people got to rise. And, you know, we are in the time of the Aries right now. Uh, and you yeah. have to understand that I, I came during this time, and I tell them, I say to everyone, I came during this time because I was raised from a dead level, perpendicular on a square during that moment. That is when I came from a state of what they classified as dead uh, to being alive. And I'm I'm here. You know, um, those that that know me, those that have heard me before, uh, they know that my my 
would be number is zero three two three. And they know me that whenever I'm speaking of the zero three, we're talking about the alignment of the planet. Based upon the three gives us in numerology, it gives us something known as a trinity. And the trinity comes along with the two three based upon the fact when adding the two and the three together, everyone knows numerology, you have to break it down to the common denominator, and it can only be a one numeral, which would give us number five, which gives us also grace. So with knowing that we have Trinity based upon grace, there is nothing on this planet or any other world to come that can stop us from succeeding in what we're doing now. I yield. Yeah. And that is the five. That five represents change. And that's what's going on here. Again, thank you. Appreciate you, doctor, and your administrator. And look forward to talking to you again. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And better love, everyone. Better love. Oh, doctor, before we go, or Sally, can you give out your website, please? I want the audience to know where they can contact you. We'd be happy to. Thank you again, Sister Beverly, for the opportunity. Our website is S as in Sam, O, V as in Victor, C, P, R, like cardio, pulmonary, resuscitation, Dot com And then we also have a dot .org. There's information on there regarding indexing. If anyone has any specific questions, uh, they can certainly call me. And my number is 501-681-2386. Again, that's 501-681-2386. Or email is ShellyBowling at gmail.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-B-O-L-L-I-N-G at gmail.com. We appreciate you, you, Miss Shelley. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank everyone. Thank us. Better love. Thank you, Bill.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.